This week on Grape Encounters Radio. Okay, so what about at a minimum, Vince Ferragamo roaming around the stands wearing a paper cap with a tray strapped around your neck? Selling my wine. Selling your wine, man. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be the wine of probably, the Rams. How about get that? A, you could get 100 bucks a glass. You know that, right? Peel me a grape. Crush me some ice. Skin me a peach, save the fuzz for my pillow. And it is time for your weekly grape encounter. I'm David Wilson, and much of today's show will be a mix of wine and professional sports. In just a little while, I'm going to introduce you to the wife of perhaps the most beloved and talked about player on the basketball court today. While he's mesmerizing fans with unimaginable three-pointers, she's making quite a name for herself in the culinary world. She's a big wine fan, and I'm a big fan of both her and her husband, who bear the name of one of my favorite dishes. I'm guessing that you're a curry fan as well. But first, it's an incredible honor to spend a few minutes with a fellow judge at the prestigious Los Angeles International Wine Competition. Now, this isn't just any wine judge. He's also an amazing boutique winemaker whose wines have earned both a gold medal and the coveted Best of Class Award at this very competition. And success has always been in his blood. In 1979, he got his start in the NFL. That same year, he became the only Los Angeles Ram quarterback to lead the team into the Super Bowl. A Southern Californian from birth, Vince Ferragamo is as amazing in the vineyard as he was on the field. Now, I know he's mighty glad the Rams are coming back to L.A., and I'm mighty glad that I got to try his awesome wine at last night's judges' dinner. What a pleasure it is to be sitting down with the truly remarkable Vince Ferragamo. Mr. Ferragamo, I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to finally meet you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, David. It's nice to meet you, too. And we're at a wonderful competition here at the Fairplex here in Los Angeles for the competition. And it's been so much fun over the years to be able to come to something like this and be able to judge wines and to meet great people and to experience some great wine minds, people here that really know wine. So just exactly how did you make the transition from sports to wine. Because well, that, you know, being, I'm a, Italian. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. full-blooded Italian. Yeah. My mom's name and my, my dad, of course, Ferragamo and Paziali and Acuzio, and we're from Napoli, and so it's. Uh, By the it, way, my mother's maiden name Scacciunoce. Oh, beautiful. Okay, beautiful. so so uh, Just love the sound Sicilian, of that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love the yeah, sound. Yeah. Sicilian. But, you know, my heritage and, and uh, being that my mom was a great cook, my wife has really become a really good cook and culinary cook. And so I kind of really, when I played ball, I, I got involved with the wines. I, I kind of liked wine. And, of course, it was more of a, an Italian thing, you know, because we love to drink the wine with the food. We don't really drink it as a cocktail. We drink it with food. And right. so my love affair with wine grew. And then when I retired, I just got in the real estate business. But then I always had this uh, affiliation towards the wine and food. Maybe it was because of my family. And we all got involved and I just started drinking wine and started got a sommelier license and yeah, exactly. I started growing my own grape. So you you did something very interesting which is to plant Italian varietals in Southern California. I mean that's kind of crazy. Well, you know, Antonor, P- Piero Antonori who produces the Tignanello Super Tuscan wine was one right. of my favorite wines. I mean, I, I love all Italian wines. Chianti Classico, the Barolo, Barbaresco but I really love that wine so I said, wow, would that be great if I could try to grow something like that? You know, wines that we like and we appreciate with our food. And so I, I got involved and I started growing them in my backyard. And one thing led to another and we found that the Sangiovese and the Cabernet 
grew very well in Orange County. In Orange County so what became kind of a, a process was that to learn that you could actually grow these varietals there? Trial and error. Trial and error. Trial and error, basically, because no one had done it in our area. And, you know, of course, we were very familiar with the Central Coast in Northern California. But it's a very nice climate for us to grow grapes in and good soils. I live in an equestrian area in Orange County. And so by trial and error, we started growing the grapes. And some grapes did well. Some others did not so well. And so that's how I learned. And Okay, but everybody that knows you in the wine business, and you're very well known and very well liked amongst this panel of judges here, which really are some of the best judges in the country. These people know you and love you. You know, everybody says you're a serious winemaker. I can tell that from the wines that I tasted that you've made. Why did you stay in California? You could have gone anywhere, right? Well, I was uh, born and raised in California, Southern California, and I grew up here, and we make our home here. And I think the easiest way to explore your hobby is to do it in your backyard. Yeah. So I did it right at home. And uh, luckily for us, the grapes grew really well. Uh, Some other vineyards, people are starting to think that, hey, maybe I can grow some grapes. And they all call me and they want my impression. They want my consulting on what kind of grapes to grow and if it's going to be good. So it's becoming more of a hobby in our area. And, you know, more and more private residences are starting to grow some grapes if they certainly have some acreage around their It's kind of neat when you think about it because when when you go back to the Italian families, you know, you go back a couple of generations in your heritage, you know that you know, that's the way it was done, that they planted small plots of grapes and, you know, they made their own wines and it was for their own personal consumption. Do you see that coming back? I mean, is that something that you recognize, you know, amongst your friends and and people? Sometimes you you do. I do see that. That heritage, yeah. Because people who enjoy wine would, obviously, if they had the room, they would love to produce and make their own wine. But a lot of people really don't know what they're doing in the beginning. You have to see what you like to do and what you're good at. But I'm only the vintner, so I just grow the grapes and I try to get my winemaker the best grapes. The wine is produced in Escondido and and he's done a great job using American oak barrels and the aging process has been very good. He's very quality controlled and they have a great tasting room there in in Escondido. So I was led to him by a friend of mine and, you know, we we stayed with the Belmarie Winery and they they make the the great wine that we drink today. So let's talk stats for a second because when it comes to your football career, you've got a lot of stats. When it comes to your winemaking career, we're talking really tiny quantities. Small. And you cannot afford to screw up when you're making wine at that smallest scale. You have to be very careful, right? You, there are no do-overs, right? That's right. We don't have enough grapes to really uh, try and try and try again, you know, because yeah, yeah. we probably produce about a ton and a half of grapes, and it makes about three barrels full, which on our plot is quite a few grapes, but we try to limit it down to get the best quality grapes that's we still, can grow. Actually, for personal consumption, that's quite a bit of wine. It is. It's almost yeah. a thousand bottles of wine a year. And, you know, since we've been producing wine, wine since 2010. Each year it seems to have gotten better and better. And of course the grapes are now maturing and they're at least five to six years old. So starting to produce a little bit better wine. Have you noticed a big difference? A little difference. In the beginning, uh, you know, I brought our wine for competition here and got a silver medal in 2011. In 2012, we got best of class of gold. It was really just set us up and it was so much fun. How exciting was that? Because I I just couldn't believe it. I I was happy with the silver, you know, and then I got a gold the next year. And nobody really realizes, and we're going to talk about this in just a second, but you and I have been judging for the past couple of days, the LA International Wine Competition, some of the best judges on the planet, as I said earlier, it's blind competition. Right. Nobody knows they're drinking the Vince Ferragamo wine, right? That's correct. So, you know, you're up against some amazing winemakers and it's all blind. Are you amazed when you judge these competitions? 
discussions at the continuity around the table. It's almost some kind of congruency. I mean, everybody becomes his one, and everyone's from a different background or different you know, experiences. Some are winemakers, some are grape growers, some are uh, wine salespeople, some people own restaurants, they know the marketing side of it. So you get a really good cross-section of wine experience, and they all come together. Wilford Wong was our leader today, oh, yeah, and he's yeah. so much fun. It was just uh, hilarious the whole from, time. From wine.com, yeah. Oh my gosh, and he's just so knowledgeable, and people at the table were all knowledgeable, and so it's like you gain an experience from that, but you also learn from it too. We have an appreciation for good wine, and we all understand the process that people have to go through to make wine. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of work. People are passionate about it, and yeah. so you have to see the passion when you taste the wine to recognize those efforts, and so we try to be generous, at least, with a grade, but then again, you have to recognize that it is the general public that wants to drink these wines, so they have to be accurate in their assessment. Well, I think what's really fun for me is that I think that other people at the table, when I'm sitting there judging, they're more technicians, and they're getting down to those nuances. I judge wine from a more emotional standpoint. How does it hit me in my gut, and how does it make me feel? And yet, the continuity between the technician and the emotional wine drinker, very similar. You come to the same conclusion. They come to the same Because conclusion. when it gets down good to wine. it, good wine is good wine. It is. You know, you can't rationalize wine. It either tastes good or it doesn't. And when you take away the label and any of the other recognition that a wine might have, and you level that playing field, it's a whole nother ball game, isn't it? It really is. I think so much of the wine connoisseur relationship is with the appreciation of food. And I've always been a food lover with wine. So I always try to think about wine pairings and, and the type of wines I want to pair with my food. And, you know, as I'm Italian, I eat a lot of Italian food. My wife does a lot of different types of food. Now, what about you? Are you a chef as well? I'm not a chef. I'm not a chef. But you dabble in the kitchen well, though? In, for breakfast. Okay. For calazione, I do a little bit of that. But, you know, my wife can cook. So I, I leave her do the cooking. And But I, it's fun. It's fun to get in there once in a while. Yeah. The only thing I will do, David, to tell you, is I learned from my mother to make ravioli. Regatta ravioli. The hardest thing ravioli. to make. And yeah. I make homemade ravioli. It's the awesome. only thing I make. And I loved it. I was a kid growing up. My mom would say I'd have a job to do during Christmas time and when she would make them. And uh, she was a great cook. And so, you know, just to try to pattern and use some of her recipe, although she's not very clear on her recipes with you because everything's done by hand. They don't write it down for us. Hey, we're talking to Vince Ferragamo. We're going to come back and talk about the Rams coming back to Los Angeles and what that all means and a little bit more about what it means to be a sports star turned winemaker when we return with Grape Encounters. Vince, will you stay with me? I sure will. While you're letting the wine breathe, Facebook us at facebook.com forward slash Grape Encounters Radio. More Grape Encounters next. For years, I seem to pour more wine down the drain than into my glass. I love great wine, but hate how quickly it goes bad. Now, for about the cost of a few good bottles, I pour as much as I want of whatever I want, whenever I want, with my Coravin from GrapeEncounters.com. Take a sip today, have a glass next month, and save the rest for a few years without removing the cork. Enjoy wine on your own terms with the remarkable Coravin from GrapeEncounters.com. Recently, I discovered a winery whose wines literally rock my world. I was so excited about them, I've relentlessly shared them with wine journalists, renowned sommeliers, and of course, wine enthusiasts. Well, it turns out I'm not the only one who thinks they're magical. They're from the beautiful Cardella Winery in Mendota, California. 
a tremendously fertile Central Valley location not known for fine wine production. Nonetheless, Cardella's remarkable Barbera, Sangiovese, Ruby Cabernet, and other varietals are absolutely world-class. Now, I take the endorsement of wines very seriously, and in seven years, I've endorsed less than five. Every single Cardella wine that I've tasted is a Grand Slam home run and ridiculously inexpensive. Cardella wines are available at their tasting room and online, provided they can be legally shipped to your state. So go to CardellaWinery.com. Buy them, drink them, and share them. Nestled between world-class Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo wine countries, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the humble heart of the Central Coast. With access to endless wine country adventures, including wine and olive oil tasting tours, artisan farm experiences, food, wine, and cultural events, historic Atascadero's cozy and oh-so-friendly atmosphere make it the perfect home base for Central Coast tourists. Discover more about the heart of the Central Coast at visitatascadero.com. At Grape Encounters Radio, we don't judge you by the wine you drink, but we personally prefer the good stuff. Did you bring any? I'm Italian, I'm a stallion, I got stock cause I'm Italian. Hey Maria, hello Tony, pizza and cannelloni. I got a Zia, her name's Sonia, she makes the best lasagna. Frank Sinatra, Al Pacino, let's have a glass of vino. We are back with Grave Encounters Radio and today we've added a little football and Italian flair as we visit with NFL quarterback turned vintner Vince Ferragamo, formerly of the LA Rams, Buffalo Bills, and Green Bay Packers. Vince and I are judging at the Los Angeles International Wine Competition where his wines have earned top honors from a very elite panel of wine experts judging in the blind. That makes Vince a big league player in the world of wine with some very impressive stats. So Vince, how long have you been growing grapes and making wine? Well, we been growing grapes probably since 2007, 2008. Yeah, that's and, a long uh, time now. Yeah. And so I'm the vintner and I try to produce the best grapes I can. And, you know, you've got so many things to be careful about. And every day there's something going on in the vineyard. So you got to watch it. And it's nice to have it close by so you can keep an eye on it. You know, the watering, the thinning, the pruning, you know, the spraying, exactly. prevention, all these kind of things. And, you know, so the protection and protecting the grapes is kind of vital. But the nice thing is it's a family run operation. And my, all my kids, my three daughters, they do get involved with it some and they'll come out and we all have a great time at harvest time. We harvest at night and try to get the grapes cool when they first crushed. But the end result is the wine with the so food. So here's what I want to know. That thing you do with the tires, you stomp in and out of the tires. How does that prepare you for stomping grapes? Moving your feet quick. I got you. Okay. <laughs> you move your feet quick. Do you do any, a, any foot stomping of the grapes? Well, we don't Not do yet. that anymore. Yeah, we've still done some places. Yeah, of course. I mean, you still can make good wine by stomping grapes with your feet, but you know, you just got to well, be, you get the natural be barefoot. The natural yeast. Yeah. that way <laughs> or athletes foot as the case may be <laughs> there have been a lot of other athletes that have gotten into the winemaking business not all of it is really legitimate though are there other legitimate winemakers that have come out of the football world i think some of them have used playing in football to help them in the wine business you know drew bledsoe owns a lot of property up in washington there's rick meyer that has property uh, rick aurelia who is a san francisco giants does a red stitch wine and they they do a pretty good job but a lot of them you know, are involved, obviously involved with yeah, it. I yeah. mean, I've always been hands-on because I always want to do something myself. Even when I had a golf tournament for Special 
Olympics for 30 years, we ran it with our own group. And I didn't have someone else run the tournament. We were kind of very much involved with that. And same thing with the wine business. I kind of try to stay involved with one part of it, and that's the growing of the grapes. But a lot of guys have been very successful with that and do produce good wines. So what in great football translates into great winemaking? You know, every day is a new day. It's a new adventure. You know, you have to prepare yourself. You have hard work. You got to dedicate yourself to it. Learning, improving each day. The same thing in the wine business. You can't stand still. You can't, you know, rely on what you did last year. You're only as good as the, you know, the, tomorrow. the current game, right? Right, yeah, right. I'm as today. good as I am today. So same thing in the wine business. If I neglect my wines and I stop paying attention to them, they're not going to produce. They're not going to come out good. And same thing with the winemaking. You have to be on top of it. You have to be, you know, involved every day. You just can't go on vacation. realize how much work goes into making wine. You know, first of all, a lot of winemakers now say it's wine growing because it really starts in, in the vineyard. Starts in the vineyard and, yes. and there's no getting past that. But it's a 24-7 year-round affair to make great wine. You can't skip a, a couple of games. You know, and the thing too, David, is that a lot of it relies on what you did the previous year. Exactly. How did you prune? What did you harvest? Then the next year is a result of what happened the year before and it kind of grows off of that. I mean, if you're going to prune a lot, you're going to have a reduced crop. If you lend the grow too vigorous, there's going to be too many grapes. It's going to hurt you in the next harvest year. So you really have to stay you know, involved each and every day and each and every year. Have you ever had any thoughts about actually doing this on a grander scale? Well, I've, does that go through your mind from time to time? I've been called upon, but you know, people that I know that own properties and they either own vineyards or they want to grow vineyards. So I've been consulting with them and that's been fun too because they look at my vineyard and I did help one vineyard that was struggling and now they're really doing pretty well. They're growing really awesome. well and you just have to have a little experience in watching the vine. You know, just like right. an athlete, you got to watch him. How's he performing? God, he's, you know, is his, be- is his leg? Well, he needs some treatment. You know, he needs to repair that hamstring. He's not running well or, you know, he's not throwing. Well, maybe it's his mechanics. The same thing in growing the grapes. You know, I mean, you got to watch the vine. The vine's going to tell you, you know, how I'm doing. And if the entire vineyard is performing uniformly, then you know you have a good crop and you're doing the right thing. Okay, now we only have a couple minutes left. The Rams. Rams are coming back to yeah. Los Angeles. I was wondering when you were going to ask me How excited are you about that? <laughs> you know, we're really excited. I mean, you've got to be Los one Angeles. of the most excited people in L.A. about it. <clears throat> well, because I played for the L.A. Rams. And when I went to St. Louis, it just wasn't the same. But you also played at a time when the player was much more a part of the city, right? Right. We were community involved. We, exactly. we did a lot of things in our community. Exactly. And we did things in charity events. We did things things in the off season and we stayed here. This is our home and I love playing in Los Angeles. It's the best place to play. I mean, Hollywood, you know. And so, you know, we always had the movie stars. We had the fans that they went crazy and you have to be good. So you have to be good. And this is what this team, they played in St. Louis. They were good in St. Louis. They went to a Super Bowl. You know, they even won a Super Bowl. But Los Angeles is Los Angeles. You got to be good. And so hopefully that's going to give them the motivation, the outside motivation that you normally would have. The little bit more input to produce and do really good because we're such a great city. We have great sports franchises here and you got to produce. How frustrating has it been for you to be in LA for all these many years without a football franchise? It was tough. It was tough. 22 years being without, you know, a team, an NFL team. Seems almost unthinkable, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But, you know, I think we have to thank Stan Kroenke and, um, you know, the team coming back, the new, the ownership. I mean, the the tradition of the Rams goes way back, goes back to Bob Waterfield days. It goes back to the fearsome foursome. I mean, there's, 
history, there's tradition, you know, and he's bringing it back and he's going to have a new stadium. You know, I think it's going to be great for our local community. It's going to be great for the fans. It's going to be great for the NFL to have the Rams back in Los Angeles. So what is the role that Vince Ferragamo is going to have with the Rams? And I know you're going to have one, right? We're going to do something. I think it'd be great to be involved with the team, maybe with, you know, broadcasting or community relations or media relations, something, or yeah. maybe I'll be doing some work on TV and, you know, at least having some part or something to say about the team because we want our There's team to There's something you're good. not telling me here. I, 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 well, think I don't know yet. yet. Well, I hope, I hope something develops with the yeah. Rams. I think it should, but I think the other part of it is I'll be doing definitely some work on Fox and uh, doing some local reporting and coverage of the Rams here locally. So that we know for sure, but hopefully he'll be more involved in that. Okay, so what about at a minimum, Vince Ferragamo roaming around the stands wearing a paper cap with a tray strapped around your neck. Selling my wine. Selling your wine, man. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be the wine of probably, the Rams. How about get that? A, you could get 100 bucks a glass. You know that, right? Well, I don't know how good it's going to go with popcorn and hot dogs, but you know, I know it'll great, go great with pastas and uh, bolognese and primavera and ravioli and whatever Italian food you put in front of it, it will push that food to the top. So speaking of food and speaking of sports coming up mrs steph curry is going to be joining nice. me how about nice. that go war i shouldn't say go warriors because i'm a laker fan but you know lakers but that's okay now, let's push for the california team Dang, well, yeah steph curry you gotta curry. love that team don't you oh they're just magic and they're good people that's oh, the yeah. amazing thing well that's yeah. the reason why they're good that's when great things happen hey vince seriously i just cannot thank you enough for joining us on grape encounters thank you very much appreciate it david i hope that someday you have as many fans of your wine as you had fans in the stadium. Thank Man. you, David. Thank you. It's been nice to meet you, and it's been nice being on your show. Okay, like I mentioned, in just a few minutes, we'll flip from football to basketball, one step removed, with the only cookbook author who gets to test her recipes on the most beloved player in the NBA. But before that, we're going to take a look at an amazing Airstream trailer that's been converted into the ultimate wine cellar on wheels. Now that's what I call a tailgate party when Grape Encounters continues. Recently, I discovered a winery whose wines literally rock my world. I was so excited about them, I've relentlessly shared them with wine journalists, renowned sommeliers, and of course, wine enthusiasts. Well, it turns out I'm not the only one who thinks they're magical. They're from the beautiful Cardella Winery in Mendota, California a tremendously fertile Central Valley location not known for fine wine production. Nonetheless, Cardella's remarkable Barbera, Sangiovese, Ruby Cabernet, and other varietals are absolutely world-class. Now, I take the endorsement of wines very seriously, and in seven years, I've endorsed less than five. Every single Cardella wine that I've tasted is a Grand Slam home run and ridiculously inexpensive. Cardella wines are available at their tasting room and online, provided they can be legally shipped to your state. So go to CardellaWinery.com. Buy them, drink them, and share them. For years, I seem to pour more wine down the drain than into my glass. I love great wine, but hate how quickly it goes bad. Now, for about the cost of a few good bottles, I pour as much as I want of whatever I want, whenever I want, with my Coravin from GrapeEncounters.com. Take a sip today, have a glass next month, and save the rest for a few years without removing the cork. Enjoy wine on your own terms with the remarkable Coravin from GrapeEncounters.com. As a lifetime wine lover, I think I own practically every conceivable wine gizmo and gadget. 
Now I've put together a collection of some of my very favorite things so that you can take your wine obsession to the next level, just like me. From functional to pure fun, check out my favorite things by clicking the store banner at GrapeEncounters.com. That's Grape Encounters, like CloseEncounters.com. And now suited up in a little number from his Tommy Bahama wine lover's wardrobe, here's the guy who went from hipster to sipster, David Wilson. Sometimes I wish I lived in an airstream, homemade curtains lift, just like a gypsy break of heart, roll out of town. Cause gypsies never get tied down. Well, after a couple of weeks of intense travel with Grape Encounters Radio, I have to admit my voice is just a little bit shot, but we still have a lot more show to go, so bear with me as I now take you to Sunset Magazine's Celebration Weekend in the gorgeous Sonoma wine country of California. Okay, so I am sitting right now in front of what has to be the ultimate fantasy for somebody in my line of work. (laughs) I cannot, you know, actually, I think you've heard me talk about it on the show more than a few times. I'm driving down the road with my wife. I'll see some rig that's probably, you know, it's like a motor home and it's probably like two or three million dollars. I turn to my wife and I go, that's it. That's the way I want to spend my life in that rig right there. Now, I was never, you know, an excessive person. I always bought economical vehicles and very conscientious about the environment. But as I get older, I start to be into my thing and I want to take my thing with me. So now I'm at the Sunset Celebration Weekend. And walking around and then right next to, and of course, it's the the appropriate place for it to be, right next to the VIP section of this mammoth event is the Feasted Forward Ultimate Airstream Trailer. And it is the brainchild of, among other people, but uh, certainly Katie Hamilton Schaefer. Yeah, well, I, this was an idea I, I came up with about eight years ago, and it was really a hobby up until two. So we have established our own lifestyle network for all things food, wine, philanthropy, So, so and how music. do you do that? You know, we just started our own network. Well, you know, I'm very tapped into the wine country and, you know, wanted to sign uh, somehow in some way with a syndicated network in order to, to live through all my passions and was blessed enough to be able to connect with the foodies and, and the stars of the world and took my dream to life. And, and here we are now. So that's kind of what I did, but somehow I missed the Airstream part completely. And I don't know how I overlooked that. Now, let's talk about this vehicle for a second, because I mean, everybody knows Airstream is the ultimate in cool when it comes to trailers. But this is the ultimate cool in the ultimate cool. Ultimate cool in the ultimate cool. Yeah. Airstream is a sponsor of ours. This, uh, if you uh, are not sitting here with us and you were to walk inside, it's completely custom. Italian barrel staves were built on the ceilings specifically for acoustics with our partner Gibson Guitar. The quartz marble countertops. Whoa, 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 wait. Gibson Guitar, too? Gibson Guitar is our music sponsor, so we do our jam sessions inside. Oh, um, no. We travel to food and wine festivals, hence being here with Sunset Magazine. This Get is out. our extended eight-foot table to really, you know, chat and mingle with our consumers and viewers and um, feasters, as we call them. So let's go through the trailer, first of all, sort of inch by inch. 
because there's nothing ordinary about this trailer. It is not ordinary. I don't even want to know how much it cost. It well, you it probably, did not cost. It didn't cost. It, they're a sponsor of ours. They're so genius, beautiful, you know, a partner of ours, and they can custom trick out any type of unit for anybody. And and they're a very strategic partner of ours. Do, so. do they do a lot of this kind of thing? They do. They really? do. Yeah. Okay. They they can do custom units for anybody from say Intel. If you were to walk in and say Intel inside and have a really magical unit specific to technology and showing different bells and whistles to creating what we're looking into is a mobile filming lounge and editing suite where they could wow. have in you know every single nook and cranny that we need from our computer to our editing sink to you know sound so where wine is concerned describe some of the things that we're looking at here at sort of floor level are all these glass windows that look into a wine display like nothing I've ever seen. Colored lights and it's beautiful, beautiful yeah. bottles of wine. And the biggest question is, how do you keep them from tipping over when you're driving down the road? Well, you have to reset them when we do lands. Oh, okay. Uh, but those so we, don't are, dr- we don't drive with it that way. No, we do drive with them that way. And then oh, okay. once we park, they, they have shifted. But those um, featured wine labels that you see are from our Vintner partners, Jameson Ranch and B-Wise Vineyards, are two of our official wine sponsors. They, as being official wine sponsors hit the road with us. So they are kind of, as we say, the Coke can in our movie, uh, for lack of better analogies. And then we'll have an additional 12 vintners joining us when we build out our live studio storefront. So explain when we walk through the front door of this Airstream. It have a particular name? Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, okay. this is Sophia. So we walk through the door of Sophia. And the first thing I see is granite countertops. Absolutely beautiful. And just gorgeous. But just kind of talk listeners through how wine is woven into the whole space. It's just amazing. Yeah, about a lot three of wine in quarters here. of it is a wine lounge where we host and taste and, again, do our jam sessions. Again, the barrel staves in there are from Italy, and that's specifically for acoustics. There are as you said, and the floorboards lit up beautiful, uh, you know, a variety of different lighting that we can use in order to to showcase our Vintner partners down there. Very, a variety of slots. There's a electrical bar that we can, you know, rotate up in the air and showcase uh, additional wines. And then the other oh, quarter man. of it is a kitchen, a convection oven, two wine chilling units where we can keep our partner wines cold and ready to go. So if, you know, in temperatures like today, it can be a little heated and we don't want that wine to burst. So yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful unit in order for people to hang out, chill, drink wine, taste, experience, and that's what we're all about. So talk about the concerts that go on inside the unit. Yes, we, we do travel to food and wine and music festivals. Heading backstage, we'll be doing Mega Ticket this year, so we'll be having some pretty elite artists in there. Six people get to hang out and pay a pretty hefty fee in order for it to go back to charity oh, and so experience. So d- d- define hefty here. Um, a couple grands. Yeah, depending okay. on the artist. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very, you know, once in a lifetime experience in order for, so say, people I would recognize names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? We've had Michael Franti. We've had Imagine Dragons. We've had, you name it. I mean, we've had some pretty big acts in there. Martin Sexton, uh, Alan wow. Stone. Yeah. And at what point was this an idea that you had in your head and said, we could really do this thing? Well, I drew it eight years ago. I hit it hard, I guess I should say about four. And then about two years ago, we really took it to, you know, the level that it is. And it's growing every day. And and we're really lucky to have some really strategic partners surrounding us in order to get there. So where have you been and where are you going? 
Where have we been? You know, pretty much Northern California. We hope to take a tour of the West, being that Sunset is a media partner of ours, so we want to bring the pages of the West to life. We've got, you know, a variety of different programming coming out that will feature all these, you know, from food to wine to music to giving back yeah. to the lifestyle, you know, to, you know, where should we go camping next? Should we park this on the beach and hang out? So this, you know, this really taps into our consumers and our viewers to really be able to connect with them and share the experience, whereas they can now go to our network and be able to watch the experience. So what's the ultimate? experience. What's the one thing that you want to see happen in the not too distant future? Uh, we want to go to South by Southwest. That is kind of oh, on the docket. Yeah. We want to host a, a lounge there and, and mingle with the artists and possibly Burning Man someday, maybe. <laughs> There's a lot of things, you know. We have a second unit, Sophia 2, uh, which is more of the mobile wine bar, and that will uh, live at our new property as our, our beer garden. Um, yeah, and build more of these and make these kind of like a traveling show where you can visit us in Napa at our brick and mortar, but you can also hit the road with us and experience Okay, so I accidentally wandered into this unit. Unit, and I said, okay, this is exactly how I want to spend the rest of my life. An Airstream like this, it would be the ultimate fantasy. And so glad I stumbled onto it here. Yeah. Wow. What, that what, you a, made what, a, it. what a jewel. So for those who want to know more about Feasted Forward, how do they find the network and, and what's there waiting for them? We are feastitforward.com. That is our network in development. We have a few shows that are live and then a variety of shows that are, you know, in production and, and developed throughout the next few months. So they will be able to go. Um, we're, we're really three key components. Our, our programming, of course. Um, secondly, our products with purpose. And then thirdly, being able to see where we are on the road for events. So what do you have to be to be on Feast It Forward? What part of the lifestyle do you have to fall into? If you like food, you like wine, you like giving back, you, you live a lifestyle of goodness, just come visit us and be a part of the feast. There's food, wine, and sharing. Food, wine, sharing, philanthropy, music, yeah, everything. I mean, we, we're all about, you know, just living the life of love and, and giving back and having fun, and we're all living our dream through this. And again, yeah, we're just very lucky to have some strategic partners that believe in us, and we've you know, have lifted us from, from the ground up. All right. Well, this is the ultimate and cool. And, you know, what a great example of living out your dream and not making any compromises, you know, and living life to the fullest and giving back at the same time. So awesome. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah. Visit us. And, and like I said, you know, if you want a tricked out lounge, you, you know where to talk to us, you know. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> so nice to have you here. Katie Hamilton Schaefer. You really need to check this out online. The website again is feastitforward.com. Absolutely. Oh, you are so going to love it. Coming up next, I'm going to introduce you to one very exceptional chef whose very inspired cookbook will be coming out in just a few short months. The cookbook is very special, she's very special, and she's married to the biggest name in sports news today. Now, I realize that Grape Encounters is neither a sports show or a cooking show, but word on the street is that she and her husband are big-time wine lovers, so I'm anxious to find out how wine figures into the lifestyle of Aisha and Steph Curry, the superstar point guard for the amazing Golden State Warriors, whose stadium, by the way, is just a short drive from several of America's most renowned wine countries. It's cooking and drinking with curry when we wrap things up with a bang on Grape Encounters Radio. Next.
If you haven't been to the Grape Encounters Emporium, it's time to discover why Sunset Magazine, Vino Magazine, newspapers throughout the Central Coast, and media all across America are talking about the wine-tasting bar in Atascadero that is blazing new trails in the wine business. Come enjoy a wine flight featuring hard-to-get selections from around the world on the Grape Encounters Emporium's Garden Patio. Experience Vinthesis Wine Blending, pioneered at the Emporium, and see for yourself why wine lovers travel by plane or drive hundreds of miles for a glass of something completely unique and inspiring. And if you're looking for top-quality boutique wines or incredible value wines from around the world, you'll find hundreds of reasons to make the Grape Encounters Emporium your personal wine shop stop. The Grape Encounters Emporium, three blocks east of the 101 on Traffic Way in Atascadero. A taste of something completely different. A lot of people ask me why Manzanita Manor's incredible Portuguese dessert wine is called Two Horse. Well, the reason behind the name is as extraordinary as the wine itself. It's because the owner and winemaker at Manzanita Manor Organics actually uses two beautiful horses to pull the plow on her farmland. When you take your very first sip of the Two Horse Vineyard's irresistible dessert wine, you'll immediately experience the winemaker's unparalleled connection to the land. It's what really makes it so good. You can purchase this exceptional wine online, as well as their purely delicious walnut oil, 100% organic heirloom walnuts, and free-trade chocolate-covered walnuts. To learn more about all the Manzanita Manor Organics products, visit mmorganics.com. You can order all their walnut products there and bottles of Two Horse, of course. Purchase and shipping subject to state and local regulations. Please see mmorganics.com for more information. I wanna cook a meal for you. I wanna cook a meal for you. I've got my spoon. And now, Grape Encounters with David Wilson continues. Gonna mix, 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 mix it. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna taste it. Mmm, that's delicious, like you. Welcome back to Grape Encounters Radio. Now, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that superstardom often runs in the family. And my next guest is an excellent example of what I'm talking about. Scarcely does a day go by that her husband isn't in the news. And no, he's not running for political office. But I can't help but think that if he was, he'd be the hands-down favorite. He's arguably the very brightest star in the sports world today. Not simply because his performance on the basketball court is spellbinding and breathtaking, but also because he's the kind of role model that we wish every superstar could be. Now, much has been written about his life off the court, his generosity, his determination to make the world a better place, and family values and genuine kindness that make his millions of fans swell with pride. Yes, there are countless reasons why Golden State Warriors point guard Steph Curry is so beloved. But as you're about to hear, he's not the only star in the Curry household. That's because while Steph is busily dishing up those delicious three-pointers, his wife, Aisha, is dishing up her own crowd-pleasers in the kitchen with the same kind of flair that is synonymous with the Curry name. 
Aisha's cookbook will be available in bookstores very shortly. And there's every reason to believe that foodies across America will soon be doing a lot of cooking with curry. Aisha curry, that is. So it's with tremendous pleasure that we get to spend a few minutes talking food and wine with Aisha Curry. Aisha, I'm guessing you're pretty excited about the release of your new cookbook. Yes. So when does it hit bookstore shelves? It comes out September 20th. It'll be on shelves almost everywhere. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, it's something is definitely a passion project, and I work my butt off on it. So I'm excited for people to get How it. How hard is it to write a cookbook? It's like, to me, the hardest thing you could possibly do. See, it depends on... It depends on the person because some people like to delegate their duties. Uh -oh. um, okay. I am not one of those. So okay. I took on just about every role I could take on without like being the editor. I have a lovely editor named John, so I didn't do that. But everything from obviously um, the recipe development to when it came time to shoot the book, I um, cooked everything for the shots, I food styled it, the whole thing. So like every garnish, every sear, everything you see there, I did that. And um, I didn't alter anything because I wanted it to look like what the food's going to look like when people cook it at home. So it seems to me like the most important thing is then getting that recipe in front of somebody else, right? Absolutely, yeah. Seeing if they can replicate it. Right, right? exactly. That's, yeah, gonna, exactly. that's the nerve-wracking and exciting part, all in the same thing. So tell me about the inspiration for the recipes in the cookbook. And the cookbook is called The Seasoned Life. Yes, yeah? it's called The Seasoned Life, and the subtitle is Food, Family, Faith, and the Joy of Eating Well. Um, and so it's really my about my story, my journey with food, and how it's always been in the forefront of my life and been... In, in particular, the kitchen is the hub of the household, in my opinion, and it's always been where yeah, exactly. I've spent the most time with my family and we've had our best and worst conversations. So it's a place for communication. So cooking comes from mom, dad, a yourself? little bit of both, mom, dad, grandma. Um, but I will um, also credit it to falling asleep every night since I was a little girl, either watching Emeril or Rachel Ray. Oh, so no kidding. Okay. they had a big influence on me growing up. So. Okay. So off mic, I asked you a question about wine. Yes. Whether it's the wine that should drive the meal mm -hmm. or is it the food that should drive the meal? And I loved your answer. You Thank said you. wine's expensive. Yes. So does that mean the wine then maybe should drive the meal? A lot of no, the time? so I think I think it's all about balance. And um, I said earlier, you know, I really I really like when a restaurant in particular covers their bases and yeah. they give people options. So they actually put a little energy a little, into the wine. Yeah, list. absolutely. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Where you can get you can get that celebratory expensive bottle of right. wine, or you can get uh, wine by the glass that's affordable but just as delicious. So it's really about that psalm in the restaurant picking a, picking now, a good uh, wine. You're, can, you're Canadian born, is that I'm, right? Yeah, I'm Canadian okay. born. So you've been here now in Northern California for how long? I've been in Northern California for almost seven years now. So how much does the wine industry blow you away here? First, Oh, of it's incredible. Yeah. I, I've developed such a passion for wine, both oh. my husband and I. What do you, just, dr what do you drink? Um, we're big fans of... See, when I when I lean white, I, I tend to go on the sweeter side. Yeah, um, that's with, okay. With reds, I really love like full-bodied oaky reds, so so cabs, really, really pungent cabs. S same for Steph? Yeah, yeah. We kind of had the same taste in wine, except he does not like sweet whites. He's like 
what's that juice? And I'm like, it's not <laughs> juice. It just took a lot of time. So, <laughs> so we just have, have a minute or so left, but what are you going to pair with that big oaky cab? Oh, a nice. What are you going to make? Oh, a nice braised short rib. I oh, think man, goes a long way. Time I've heard you say that today. I love short ribs so much. And when in doubt, a steak prepared as plain as possible with a little salt, pepper, and olive oil. All right. Take me through an Aisha Curry short rib. It's sweet and savory for sure. Sweet and savory. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of a diverse background. So my mom is half Jamaican and Chinese. And so I have that. So I feel like that's that spicy, sweet, savory aspect. So there's always a little bit of Asian influence so in like what Chinese I make. So like the five spice, that sort the, of The flavor? five spice mirin. A little bit awesome. of miso. Yeah, I love I love those flavors. Awesome. Sweet soy. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so plug for the book. It comes yes. out again. September 20th, but it's available for pre-order right now okay. on my website, AishaCurry.com, or um, Barnes & Noble's and Amazon. Okay. Hey, great having you on. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Good luck Thank with the you. cookbook. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Grape Encounters Radio. Next week, we'll be back in our Atascadero Wine Country studio on the central coast of California. So be sure to join us here at this very same time. And also be sure to join our Facebook group page. Just search Facebook for Grape Encounters Radio. And if you'd like to check out some of the awesome merchandise we've hand-selected for wine lovers like you, click the store link at the top of the page at GrapeEncounters.com. We'll see you next week. Well, actually, you'll hear us next week. You never know what part of the country or the world the Grape Encounters microphones will take you to. Don't miss a single experience. Your Grape Encounter isn't over. We're just taking a breather until next week's edition. 